Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Chatter. We are back again with another live stream. And, and some new faces in the stream today. Well, no, our faces are the same faces. Oh. And the people in the chat, we're not really seeing their faces. That was like a horrible, horrible intro. Do it again. Wow. That's okay. That was Even though the intro that. was horrible, we have an awesome episode for you tonight. We have what may be... I'm getting the feeling it's going to be another one, one of those episodes where not everybody necessarily has the same level of appreciation for the film. <laughs> so, uh, one of the three of us has been drinking. I'll let you guess who. Oh. I'm not going to mention Robin's name, but it is one of the people you are watching right now. So, we'll let you figure that out. So, I'm Eric. I am joined tonight by Lou and by Robin. Lou, how are you doing tonight? I'm picking you mainly doing, because you're drinking. I know. He's drinking. I, took, yes, I, took I saw little, you taking that drink. I took a little like, sip because I figured you were going to call me first. I was like, you know, I'm going to get that out of the way. Uh, I'm yeah. doing great. I'm doing great. Awesome. That's good. All right. Robin, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so excited to talk to adults. This is like well, really cool. Well, I'm sorry you're going to have to settle for us. Um, after us, you might not ever want to talk to adults again if this is the the standard by which... You're judging things here. Safety not guaranteed. There we go. Thank you, IMDB. Speaking of which, that is exactly what we are covering today. We are continuing our time travel movie coverage. <sighs> wow, I'm so, like, I want to strangle someone right now. Our time travel movie coverage uh, continues with safety not guaranteed. Robin, why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie? So safety not guaranteed is deceptively um, a time travel movie. And I'm giggling at the right time, not because I have been, I've had a single glass of wine. The thing is, is um, so uh, am I, am I just talking about the plot a little bit? Yeah, for for now, before you try and fail to defend it being a time travel movie, and then we get in to Lou talking about how he got accidentally roped into watching a rom-com um, in a weird one, too. Uh, let's just talk about, like, what the movie is, what the premise is, who directed it, et cetera. You know, just get the basic uh, boilerplate stuff out of the way. So, right. So, it it is... Um, uh, set in uh, uh, the uh, magazine reporter gets two interns to sign on to a project where they track down a classified um, uh, a, a piece in the classifieds and the piece in the classifieds uh, in part says um, bring your own weapons safety not guaranteed um, have only done this one time before and it refers to getting someone to be a partner with this individual in terms of time travel which is probably the only time it's mentioned in the book but I'm going to let that go mm-hmm. so, um, and so the idea is really around um, <clears throat> around um, and, and set a small group of characters following a plot line through to its logical end. So if you, if, if someone put, were to put before you a classified that said, you know, need a partner um, for time travel, safety, not guaranteed, you know, and put this descriptor out there, sort of what would you do as a character and how would the characterization be built around this? Is that good, Eric? Yeah. Without I, me bias in here. 
Yeah, I, I think that works. Now. Now. <laughs> Lou. <laughs> yes. Why don't you uh, educate us wow. on oh boy. the way in which this fits into the subgenre, subcategory of time travel movies? Uh, of TT, yes. Yes. Well, I, I mean, you know, once again, I mean, in in movies like this or, or in, in time travel movies, to me, it's more about the you know, the process and not really the mechanics, right? So I don't care mm -hmm. about what the tool is. I don't care how the machinery works. I just, you know, it, it's got time travel in it. And this movie fits this description because the guy's talking about time travel. He's building a machine. They're making plans to do something when they go back to, it was a 2001, I think, in this movie they were planning on going back to. Um, and, you know, it, it, the the drama of the story settles around that concept of why he is planning on going back in time. Right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're so dodging. The, you're the burying director. the lead here, Lou. Well, okay. Yeah. What, what are they so, doing to lead in? So here's the director. The director is Colin, Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. it, it did win the 2012 Sundance film festival. Um, Waldo Salt Screening Award, um, okay. and so it it's got its it's 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 got its bona fides, right? It entered the industry with the proper credentials. Yes, Lou. Oh yeah, I think well respected movie. Yeah, yeah. and Colin Trevorrow, yeah, and a well respected yeah, director, right? Jurassic yeah. World, right? Yep. And yeah. was going to be doing Star Wars Episode Nine. Until things didn't work out. Yeah, until dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So. This just, this wasn't a time travel movie. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't a time travel Let's movie? Let's just rip the band-aid off. This was you not a time trip. It was. I mean, it was. All right, everybody. Spoiler okay, alert. Okay, so, so now we are going to talk about spoilers. If you this haven't seen like the movie. like saying I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> about Disneyland, and I spend the whole movie talking about how I'm going to get to Disneyland and how awesome it's going to be, and then as soon as I pull into the parking lot, roll the end credits. It was about the journey. It wasn't really about Disney. It was about the journey to Disneyland. Right. That's okay. But it, it okay, wasn't so, 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 so the premise of this, the, the, mm -hmm. the actual um, um, classified ad you took out said... Wanted someone to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. You'll get paid when we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this right. once before. So he's looking for someone to do this with him. And that's what the movie's about. Getting this process together to plan this, you know, trip or, you know, whatever you want to call it. What exactly was the process? So. Let me set up. Well, they had the training here. montage in the woods. They, you know, they planned on what they were going to do. He wanted to know why she wanted to go back. She wanted to know why he wanted to go back. Yeah. Can I just hit the pause button for one second? I cannot believe. There is no pause button. Can I believe Eric and I are agreeing on. I thought you liked the, the movie. I never said that. There was a never a moment in my life oh, where I said I liked. You misled me intentionally. You knew that I thought I that 
did. You were saying that you liked this movie. I just said I watched the well, movie. Uh, so, uh, and I was looking I got forward home to last our conversation. Night, and, and I get this text from Robin saying, it's a, it's a, it's a rom-com. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> capital R, capital <laughs> com. I, w- yeah. I felt misled. I felt I lied to. Well, no, I, should, I should point out none of us, unless Lou, you had seen it before. Yes. No. Oh yeah. I've seen it before. Oh, oh, oh sure. you're the one I need so to get wait, angry wait. with. Eric, you didn't see it before? I have never seen this movie oh before. God, I, I watched it for had. the first time yesterday. <laughs> oh my God, I thought you had. So, oh so, my God, so yeah, that, that was my response too. It's like you're reading my mind. Okay. So, oh so, my so gosh, me, but like with more so, colorful words inserted. So, so of, of the right, two, wait. of the two mm-hmm. time travel movies I've seen that could be, could be considered rom-coms. I'm not saying this one is, cause I don't really think this is a rom-com. Um, Safety Not Guaranteed and About Time. About Time totally was the one that was like, okay, put this bag over your head and we're going to bring in this movie and say, oh my God, that's what you're going to watch. I'm like, wait, 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 no, not what I wanted, not what I, not what I was signed up for. This one didn't really have that romantic comedy thing throughout the whole thing. It was not primarily a romance movie. It was a drama. I'm going to agree with, it's about I'm going to agree with you about that. It's about this weird guy that's got some brain stuff going on that, oh my God, you need some help, dude. Um, but centered on the whole thing of, is this guy nuts? And, and is he, you know, wh- wh- why is he thinking in time travel? And that's where the whole movie or not movie, the uh, magazine article comes into play where, yeah, let's go check this out and, you know, see if we can figure out what this guy's doing, what his real story is. And then you find out at the end, you know, Hey, you got to watch it. So here's the thing, Lou, I'm going to agree with Everything you just said, and I'm going to agree with everything Eric just said. And here is why I'm going to enter by saying this is a Sunday afternoon movie where if it's really raining, you can't take your dogs out or if it's really snowy and you can't take your dogs out. um, (laughs) You would sit on your couch and watch this movie. And here's why. Because I would go take my dog out in the rain. It's that, no, it's that dysfunction, which Lou just talked about, which drew me in. Again, I really felt like I was stacked against you two with watching this movie. So I went into it like, I'm going to watch it at work. I'm going to watch it at work. (laughs) And then I suddenly discovered I was closing my door to take lunch at work to watch to finish watching this movie. So I don't look at me that way. Don't look at me that way. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to give credit to Lou for bringing this forward. I really thought it was an Eric thing (laughs) at some point. I thought Eric is just really trying to dig me in here. No, I was not trolling you. I really did. Because I thought, (laughs) you know, Colin Trevorrow, he likes him. He's probably seen the movie. And then we talked, yeah, I thought, okay, Eric's on board with this. So no, well, to be fair, we had a board. lot of people recommend this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a good movie. <laughs> and, and so if I had to give a capitalization, I wouldn't give it a capitalization good, but I would give it to, you know what? I actually shut my office door and took lunch. And that is a very, very highly unusual for me. Well, no, okay. Wait, to no. actually so, so try that, to finish the movie. Does that mean it, it was a good Over movie or days. not a good movie? I mean, did did you close the door because you were embarrassed somebody's going to walk in and see you watching it? No, no. I, <laughs> or, I closed the door because I'm not supposed to be taking – well, I am supposed to be taking lunch because I am the president of my union. But I'm not supposed to be, you know, closing my door to do something at lunch. So um, – or I don't really go to lunch. 
But so okay. this is the compelling thing. And I, I need to credit it to the director and the actors. Okay. Am I not wrong here? I mean, Luke? they were good. The directing was really good. Aubrey Plaza, I thought, was really good in this. She wasn't over the top. Um, and no, sometimes she, she could be a little nicely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was Aubrey Plaza without being a caricature of herself. And she's one of those actresses who can very easily fall into that kind of Jim Carrey-esque mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. thing that some some actors and actresses do. And she was not that in this movie. Like this actually demonstrated um, and other things she's done have as well. But this demonstrated she can act. She's a legitimate actress, mm -hmm. uh, not just a, a character player, you know. Um, and, like, the story was good. It was interesting. And I thought that the the B-plot with the producer guy was interesting to yeah, I, an extent. I didn't care for the B-plot too much, but, yeah, I get it. And then uh, uh, Karen, what's his last name, Sonny? The guy from Deadpool? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep. I love him. He's in other space. Yeah. Um, I love that show. Anyway. Um, I like, yeah, I, I kind of regret not covering other movies that actually are about time well, uh, travel. No, here. So here's my take on this. Mm -hmm. um, this series of episodes has brought us from the highly cerebral to the, like you needed to believe because true. Are, are we ready to put the spoiler? Thing yeah. Yet? Yeah. We've sure. got the spoiler tag here on the stream. And, and I think at Thank this you. point we are going to have to talk about, um, certain things in the movie. I mean, really there's only one question in the film that, is a spoiler or is not. And that question is, is this guy nuts or yeah. can he actually time travel? So really, even so, as far as spoilers go, that's the only thing that really could right. be spoiled one way or the other. And um, right. when you look at the movie going through the whole thing, I mean, so, so certainly they start out with the classified ad, which is like, okay, woo, cuckoo for coconuts. No, it's really intriguing. Lou, it's, it's well, yeah, intriguing. But but you read it and you go, yeah, okay, dude, really? And that's why I think the, the guy writing the article wanted to make this. He's like, okay, this is going to be funny, right? So he's, yeah. he's going for that aspect. Then you meet the guy and you, you know the guy's a little bit strange because there's some weird stuff going on in his life, who he works with, the people that, you know, even when, when um, Aubrey's character goes into um, the supermarket there to find out more about Kenneth, and, and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. He's a little strange. And she says, no, 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 really. It was, it's a good it's a good compliment I'm giving or a good uh, review I'm giving. Yeah, it's a good review. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. and so, so so you know that he is a little strange and everybody around him knows he's a little strange. And then you find out the stuff about his girlfriend that was, you know, killed in the accident that you find out isn't. And then you find out that he's being chased by guys who, you know, he's like, well, maybe they're, they're, you know, government or whatever. And we don't know what's going on with that. And he's stalking, uh, you know, research scientists or research laboratory. And then you find out, okay, he's been, you know, <laughs> threatening people or uh, talking about people online and making requests. And then you find all kinds of just more and more stacking up against this guy that you think, okay, he's just really just 
off his rocker, right? Yeah. And then we get to the end. And there's a big question mark. And what big that question is, mark? there's a question yeah, mark. What was a question mark? So I don't know if I really feel like I watched this movie more intently than I have other movies because I really felt like you two set me up and which is brilliant. Just feel free <laughs> I, to do my that. My hands are clean here. Feel free to do that anytime. I am totally set upable when it comes to movies because I sometimes I want to be And I didn't think surprised. I set you up because I thought, Ooh. you know, this is well, to me this is a time travel movie because at the very end I mean, to me no just, question mark. There was a question mark. You and I are going to talk about this. I, okay, well, let's, I let's actually, pull the bandit up. What was the question I, I, mark? I, here's my question mark. Because it's ill-defined, unlike Primer, unlike Primer, y'all go back and listen to our Primer episode. Unlike Primer, they walked us very carefully through how this is theoretically possible. This one on the other end of the spectrum was completely ambiguous on person. It, uh, on purpose, sorry, of how this is possible. And at the end, so I'm going to go to the dark side here, folks, for just one second. Did they time travel or did they both agree that this life without each other wasn't worth living? And did a Romeo and Juliet? <gasps> Oh, you two are looking at me like I've just <laughs> gone crazy. Okay. How much wine was in that wine glass? I was asking if the guy Not was much, for coconuts. Truly. He was cuckoo for co- He was cuckoo for cocoa. I'm telling you. They could have either Romeo and Juliet the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Or it was a time travel thing. And that is the brilliance of this movie. This but, movie needed but to leave us ambiguous. Romeo and Juliet, but you're right. Just... You're right. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I got this. I got this, Lou. Okay. You got this? I got <laughs> you, man. Go for All right. It. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Go for it. No, you don't. You're right, Robin. This movie needed to leave it ambiguous. Instead, it showed them time traveling. It didn't. It Literally see them in the vehicle and this little ball starts to spread out and envelop them them and they all disappear. Gone, yeah. And that's what happens with atomic bombs, too. Except also the explosion and the people dying everywhere. The radiation, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry. The water barely rippled. Did you actually see anybody else after the end credits except for the video that she pre-recorded? Wait, there was something after the credits? No, I, I'm sorry. No, no, after the, credits, the explosion, the little video before the credits. Sorry, talking. Yeah, the little yeah, video yeah. that she had pre-recorded. Yeah, but we so, didn't have to see any boats because we know that nothing was disturbed because the pond was still there and the little bridge that went out to the boat was still there and everything was still perfectly fine. Just the boat was gone. Mm. I went to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Eric, I went Eric to Scott the Romeo and Juliet dark side. And here's why. Okay. There is a moment where um, storylines. Mm-hmm. What's that? Where storylines conflict. Mm-hmm. And Eric, I think this is where you and I are going. There is this moment where there's a storyline with his girlfriend. Eric, help me with this. His girlfriend's accident. Mm-hmm. And which we uh, never had. 
Right. Right. But then there was this other moment in her storyline with uh, the, the her mother dying. And if you like, I really tried to go back to get this solidified in my mind, just like the woman did with um, um, pr- Primer. I really okay. wanted to go back and and chart all of this. I felt like there was a brief moment in time where the two storylines connected, where somebody died from an accident and yet somebody went back in time and might've saved that person from the accident, but then was, which ushered in another timeline. And so since it was ambiguous and not well explained, it left it to your imagination. Okay. The whole thing where his argument was, Oh, it must've worked. She's still alive. It must've worked. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's, that's fair. Yes. And that is where the intellect in me started to engage with the movie. Yeah. And it was about halfway through, which is appropriate. And so that is where Lou, then you dragged me into your timeline theory, which is still just a theory. Cause I don't think it was a time. Well, it was a little more than halfway through, but I, I don't, I mean, that whole thing where he says that I totally didn't buy that. And that was going down towards a thing of he's just a loon. And, and he's definitely lying to her. And he's definitely, you know, making this stuff up as he goes along. But he wasn't that that to me proved he wasn't a loon. That to me was like the thing that sucked me in. Like, this guy's not just crazy. There is actually a thing to the dented house. Yeah, the, but if there was something in that little metal bin he had in the truck hidden out in the woods, that would have confirmed something. True, I, true. I, think, I think Eric's absolutely right. This needed to have an inception ending. It needed to have a top that wobbles. It needed to have something that gives you that, uh, oh, 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 I don't know what happened. It needs it right. to have one of those to make this okay. more what, dramatic. What, watch, watch this, though. What? Robin, I got your back. Thank you. And because it didn't have any of that, Lou, Robin had to go to such lengths as to concoct this Romeo and Juliet thing in her head just to to fix this movie and to have made it retroactively worth her while to watch, no, giving some no, sort of no, meaning no, and relevance no, to this no. story and some artistic merit. Nothing some had depth to be fixed. That, the movie was great the way it was. Oh, I wasn't done with my rant yet. I, I know you weren't, but I was trying to cut you yeah. off. Yeah, um, <laughs> I you know, I, so I, I mean, I'm looking on 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 Rotten Tomatoes. I know this isn't the only uh-huh. source of reviews out there, but you know, it's got a 90% tomato reader and an 80% audience score. <laughs> I mean, the okay. critics liked it, and fee- and people liked it. It was it's a good. good. So here's what it was. Here's where it succeeded. It was a good kind of quirky. It wasn't even a romantic comedy because there was no comedy. It's not a rom-com because there was no com. There was just the rom. There was a little bit of com. Eh, All right, little, wait. It, it was Barely. a little bit of rom because it, it wasn't It was an interesting, dramatic uh, character exploration. Well, wait. I think there was com. I'm going to side with Lou. I think there was com because I actually oh, oh, found there, myself oh, laughing. There was com, yeah. It you were calm. laughing? Like, think, actually, like, was, out loud? Oh, God. I think yes, it was more actually, calm than wrong. My, my secretary came in at one point and said, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are drugs allowed at your school? Like, what? No. So, 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 yeah, example they, of, they, like, they one more, of the funny moments that you would actually you know, laugh out loud at. I'm not getting this. These, 
understated deadpan very um snl sort of deadpan stuff exactly that if you bought into the if you suspended disbelief and you bought into the 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 two interns Mm-hmm. storylines and right. how they were yeah. dragged into it it was really satirical and most of that really good deadpan comedy was from Sat- jake johnson satirical yes. yes 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 but funny like it, to me it was more just kind of like sarcasm and and like it worked like it, it i'm not saying it was bad i it worked i just didn't think it was funny i just thought like they're just people kind of joking around being sarcastic but not like in a watching a movie funny laugh out loud sort of way that's yeah but that's, well, kind of that's the that, that kind of comedy is comedy that i like because it's it's real world yes. it, it feels well, i liked it too realistic i, I, I guess but, i just saw it more like as i'm watching that i'm seeing it more of an expression of the character than I am a, a screenwriter trying to write a joke into their dialogue. Like I, and, I guess mm-hmm. I get that. That's the brilliance. Eric. No, no, I, it, I really do think good. that's the director's. That is where the director puts his hand in and says, look, you're not playing this um, sl- um, slapstick. You're not playing this. Uh, laugh out loud you're playing this like you all are just discovering that you have way more in common than you thought you did and Mm -hmm. that's that's good that's really deep good funny yeah mm, it's really good and it's really deep and it's awesome character development and it was a moving character drama like that didn't make it funny. That just made it a really well-written story that was interesting and compelling. And like, I'm, I'm with you on all of this stuff about how good that is. Just, it wasn't a comedy. It, it wasn't. Well, the one thing, huh. about, I mean, comedy is very subjective. Some people like certain kinds of comedy. Some people don't. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and some people think this is a rom-com. Some people don't. So, I I found it to be a, a quirky romantic character drama, right? That that was, had... was I enjoyed it as a movie. I want I want to be clear. It was a good movie. I, I just like I'm I'm thinking as I'm as I'm reflecting back on it. I'm thinking of all of these other movies that we could be talking about in the context of this series we're doing and. You know, comparing and contrasting them to one another, and this one doesn't even seem to fit the category. See, I don't know. I, I, I totally disagree with that because, I, you know, it does have I – mean, time travel is the reason for the movie. Just because it's not about the physical aspect it of It wins on travel. a technicality. <laughs> no, wait. It's not wins. It's really to be talked about here and to compare okay. and contrast against other movies because it has the, the premise of time travel is there. It's just not yeah. the main tool we're using to 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 create tension and drama in this this movie. It, it's the concept of time travel. It's the idea of is that possible or not? And if somebody comes to you and tells you, "I'm going to take you back in time," and you're going, "Yeah, right, you're full yeah. of garbage," you know, it's like it, yeah. it, it's it's that kind of real world thing of is time travel real or not? Yeah, and, and and to be fair, some of the best time travel movies are the movies where it's about the characters and not about the time travel. So in this, I'm going to agree with Lou. Um, mm-hmm. Time travel was the reason for the season. 
And it was repeated. Oh, it, it was the trope that carried us. It was the acting mm-hmm. that brought us. And it was the directing that sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, I, I love both of you. And you both know I do not believe that time travel is a genre. Yes. And so my reason for the all caps text the other night to Lou was really like <laughs> capital, all of those letters. Um, Cause I thought I was being duped, but then <laughs> I watched it and then I watched it again. And I, th- I think as much as humans can um, figure time travel out, I would agree with Lou that the way IMDb and others have categorized this as a comedy romance drama, and some have ca- categorized it as a dramedy, um, it was time travel was at the heart. Yeah, that's true. If you took that away from this movie, this movie wouldn't exist. Am, am I right, Lou? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Right. No, I, I would absolutely agree with that. But it wasn't a primer. And that's fine. Let's look at this. Beyond the argument of time travel being what they're investigating, there are some themes that are introduced even without the actual traveling through time, too. You've got um, the childhood trauma of Aubrey Plaza's character. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got the one that got away situation with, I forget the guy, uh, the lead writer for the magazine that was Uh, with them. Jeff. Okay. So, you know, Jeff has this girl that he was absolutely infatuated Mm -hmm. with and then she got away and he finds her again and they reconnect. But then that reconnecting doesn't really work out because there's apparently even deeper issues going on there. And then, So there's still some themes that are prevalent in time travel stories about wanting to go back and either undo uh, past childhood trauma. I mean, look at the Mm -hmm. flash Mm -hmm. going back to save his mother from dying. That's Mm -hmm. been a thing for ages. And then you've got regretting past decisions and not following through on things that you now believe should have been priorities. And so we see that with Jeff. Um, Don't really know that that theme also carried over for the other character. Um, And then the subject of the movie, I wouldn't call him the main character, but like the subject that they're investigating, he also like had his own personal reasons for wanting to go back. Mm. And when you think about it, like there's a question asked in the movie, if you could go back, what would you, where would you go? Well, what point in time, what would you do? And I thought, well, that'd be a really cool question to ask on the podcast. And then the more I I started to think about it, I realized that most of the answers would be so personal that maybe you guys wouldn't want to be surprised with that question on the show. And then it kind of hit me that that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that this movie really touches on is that when we really sit down and think about it, none of us are going back and if you got like one chance to do it, none of us are going back to kill Hitler. None of us are going back to visit the dinosaurs, like Jeff had mentioned. We're all going back to undo some stupid mistake that we made or to prevent somebody else from making a stupid mistake because we care about that person 
or to prevent something bad happening to someone that we care about. It's one of those I, three things every time. And I think that's the brilliance of this movie. That is where the time travel discussion with us culminates, which is it's okay to not want to go back in time to kill Hitler. You know what? It's okay. We're humans. Um, and it's okay to travel back in time to undo what we perceive as a personal flaw or a personal error. Um, and I love that. This is where I'm going to appreciate both of you for um, allowing me to enter this realm that I really hate because I adore both of you, which is, you know, literally when I discovered this was... When it, when it was an IMDb thing and the first thing that came over was that, I just went, Lou, Eric, I hate you both. But, um, but I thought, well, that's, that's, that's vengeance because of the greatest showman. And I can, I can weather partial, this. Partial but vengeance. Then, We're still, partial, oh, there's still oh, a large debt still to pay back. Bit, for oh, wait, you're going to really hate what I'm oh, going to suggest at the probably. end of this. But, um, <laughs> I thought, you know, no, like I'm a grown up. I I can do this. I can spend my time doing this. And I was glad I did. Um, am I going to watch it again? No. Would I, if I, if you were to recommend it with me not knowing about it, yes, I would watch it again. And so that's what I'm going to say to my listeners. If you are uh, at all interested in the journey or the discovery, because truly, I don't care what anybody says, humanity has not conquered time travel. This is a frontier that humanity is trying to explore. Yes? And sometimes art comes before function. Mm-hmm. And and this is, this is where... This is, I think, a genre, uh, small G. Can I just say genre small G? Yeah, please? yeah we, we'll, we forgive you. Thank you. Hypocrite. We forgive you. Genre with a small that was G. was loud, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I think if you have the leisure time and, and maybe you need to make the leisure time to allow your mind to wander because all of us are brilliant and no one ever knows when brilliance is going to strike. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you you condition your minds. You condition your minds for when brilliance strikes. That's that's what we as humans do. And I would say that this movie has brilliant moments and that this is a good movie and that I would recommend this movie to people who appreciate as you said, the journey and being able to relate to believable characters and to place yourself in their shoes and wonder what you would do in those circumstances. This is very much an excellent movie in that type of storytelling. I think that this is, I mean, I would absolutely recommend this movie to people, but I think that it is also important to set people's expectations properly. That's something I've, believe very strongly in when it comes to movies, I would not. And I I don't think the marketing ever did this. I want to be clear. I don't think anybody was unfair about this other than this guy right here. I'm pointing to. Wow. Yeah. Who's the guy that there or there? Yeah. Well, you're not, you can't see it in the stream because you're the Skype call, but yeah. 
but I don't think anybody was unfair with the marketing of it. It was never really billed as a time travel movie. Um, but keep that in mind. It's not, it's a movie about themes. It's not a science fiction movie. No, it's not about the traveling through time. It's about the people considering the traveling through time and considering whether this guy is crazy and considering their own past and things that they want to change. Even if they don't actually travel through time, like Jeff, I don't think ever really until the end believed that it was even possible that the time travel was going to happen, but he went to this town in the first place, probably using this newspaper article as an excuse to go there because he had found this ex-girlfriend or this girl that he had a crush on in high school, that was the only reason he was there. So it is about him wanting to, if not change things, because he can't literally do that. It's about him wanting to repair the things that he had messed up. It's very much that type of movie. And in doing that, it does it brilliantly. It's good characters. It's good writing. It's very believable, relatable writing, strong dialogue, not really heavy dialogue either. Just as you said, like these are real people. It's just, it's natural. So can I bring up another aspect of this film, which I started to appreciate about a quarter of the way through. Okay. And this is a film that allows us into the mind of an individual who may or may not have extraordinarily extraordinary qualities. So if you look up the um, Wikipedia or IMDb biography um, of the main character who um, his, his real name is Mark David. Uh, I'm going to say Duplass. Duplass. We didn't mention that. This is based on an yeah. actual newspaper clipping. Yes. Yeah. And so, if you look at the IMDb or Wikipedia piece of this particular character, um, his entire folio seems to be full of writing, producing, or directing characters with the qualities that in this time in our history we might attribute to exceptional or um, uh so on on some sort of spectrum in some way. And okay. I I think that is the understated uh reason for this. So when people say when the regular IMDB says a character that may or may not be crazy, mm-hmm. I I think that's a little bit insensitive for these times because basically if you look at this main character who thinks who either travels through time or thinks he can travel through time, mm-hmm. who wants to fix things desperately in a compulsive way, and you watch his characterization develop through the film, it's a very kind and gentle way to bring yourself into the mind of a person that may or may not seem see reality in the same way that we all do. But... And I, I think love that. that while I agree with that, I think that it probably is better to market it with the question of, is this person crazy or not? Because then you, as you're going along watching it, 
Well, he's obviously crazy. Well, no, maybe he's not. No, actually, he now he doesn't seem crazy at all. Well, now we're <laughs> back to like maybe a little bit. So you start to see different levels there and you start to realize that it is more complicated than that yes or no question. If you presented it the other way, like as someone who's been diagnosed as being on the spectrum myself, I would be analyzing, okay, so he has these aspects of things and not those. Like I, my, my thought process would go in a whole different direction about analyzing this character. So it's good that they did not present it as more of a look at someone who sees things differently than the rest of us. I think it's more interesting to walk into this saying, is he crazy or is he not? Can he time travel or is he delusional? Because it's a very clear cut question with a very clear cut answer, except then you realize that it's all kinds of blurry. And, and I think that's a more profound realization to come to if you realize what it is you were trying to figure out in the first place isn't even really relevant anymore. It's moved on to something entirely different. And I think that's part of what elevates this movie a little bit is you walk in with this obvious scenario presented in front of you and then discover it's not really that obvious. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, the beauty of what the last scene presents us with. So where I can see... If I put my right hat on, I can see time travel. If I put my dark and depressing hat on, I can see com- complete Romeo and Juliet moment. So do um, you, I, I want to go back to that. Do you think that like he it, it was kind of a, a joint suicide thing? Like they they basically blew themselves up or do you think it was a delusional thing where they both just had kind of a shared hallucination sort of thing? No, I actually believed they came to a moment with all of their time alone spent with each other Mm -hmm. where they realized neither was fit for this planet. And that, that was where I, because truly I came to it with Lewin Eric think this is a time travel movie. So I'm going to analyze it from a time travel plot. And then slowly I had that lifted from my eyes because I never heard of this movie. I, I actually waited to watch it um, because I knew it was an hour 34 and I knew I could get it, get it done. And then I didn't do any reading before. So in the last two days I have immersed myself in this movie, which I actually think is a really good, thing for me with this podcast because I tend to overthink things. And so it's punishment for all the homework you've given given students over the years. Yeah, oh, right. But I yeah, love it. It's called karma. But but I'm an academic and that's I have lived my entire life doing that. And mm-hmm. so I really went into it. And at the last minute I thought, oh my Shakespeare could have written this. It literally yes. dawned on me mm-hmm. in a light bulb. I was with you along that thing all the way up until near the end. I thought, okay, she's going to realize that, yeah, he's out there. Yeah, there's no time travel, but that they fit. And it's like she started out thinking this whole thing is a hoax or a delusion. And then she started to think, um, I don't know, maybe – there's something to it. And then she kind of felt connected. And then she thought maybe it could actually be real. 
And then I think I kind of felt like maybe where they were going with the end was it was going to be kind of a, they were just either it wasn't going to be revealed in the movie or they were going to kill themselves. And she was going to have this revelation of I'm with you. I don't really fit in this world either because the whole movie, they were setting that up, right? That she doesn't really fit in and that she's a, a loner who just doesn't connect with these other people. But this person who also doesn't connect with anybody else, she connects with it. And she realizes, as you said, that, that they're both, not really supposed to be in this world anymore all the way up until the end. And then to me, and you know, say I was being too literal, but that last scene just to me, it it closed the book. I'm like, Oh, it was true all along. Right. And, but I, I was convinced that that was probably where they were going with it. Like Robin said, I just don't think that that's where they ended up. And I didn't see it as a metaphor or anything. I thought, oh, all along, it turns out he wasn't insane. The things that seemed to catch him in a lie, like the fact that his ex-girlfriend was still alive, was that, because remember, he had gone back in time once before. Right, he said that. And he's like, oh, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. That was true. Like, it validated all of these other things earlier in the movie. Lou, I want to give you a moment here, but then I want to say something. (laughs) No, no. I I mean, I I, I agree with all the thoughts here. I mean, you know, is it a is it a time travel movie in the sense of, you know, um, Back to the Future or something like that? Absolutely not. But to me, I mean, the story is driven around the aspect of time travel. And at the very end Mm -hmm. of the movie, they do time travel. I mean, there's no... There's no way you can show that any differently with what they gave us. If they if they had the scene go to blinding white light and then that was it, then you can make your uh, descriptions as to okay, did they die? Did something go wrong? Was it not? All right. What was the case? Oh my gosh! But, yeah, yeah. This is giving me such a headache because I want to agree with Lou and not Robin, and then I want to agree with Robin and not Lou, and now I just want to smack both of you, and then also agree with you at the same time, but then not. Yeah. Oh, audience, you have done it. This is a great movie because it does give you, it it gives us all these discussion points to have because it's not, it's not cut and dried. I see one thing, you see something else, Eric sees something different. And I think that's what makes a great movie. And and one thing to keep in mind about this movie as well, it's an indie movie. I mean, this is an indie movie on the same scale of what Primer was. Um, Yeah. It had a budget of three quarters of a million dollars. It only made you know, $4 million worldwide. Um, it's not a hugely successful box office smash, but to me, I mean, these small budget indie films, you know, good direction, good acting, decent story to it. I, I think it works. A, a bit of silver lining on that gray cloud. I think that it did build up kind of a cult following when it hit DVD. Yeah. So, you know, it probably made a little bit more of its and, and money. If you go back, back and watch the trailer, and I did watch the trailer where you guys were talking before, and the trailer does, doesn't sell it as a time travel movie, but sells it as more of a time travel movie than it was. I actually agree. Because I, so here's the thing. Um, here's a big question. Do y'all remember A Quiet Place? No, what was that? A uh, movie. <laughs> Yes, I remember. Yeah. I mean, shh. 
Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. This movie is sort of equivalent in my mind to A Quiet Place, except that the director, the writers, the actors were not that caliber. So if they were that caliber, you know, would this still be this indie movie? Because certainly Quiet Place started out as, yeah, it's a thing. It. Because it's it, you really have to. Well, well, so, what do you mean when you say that caliber? Are you talking about like the fact that John Krasinski and, and Emily, Emily Blunt are names we recognize? Or are you talking what? about the quality of the writing and such? No, I'm talking about the names. The I'm recognizability. About- okay, yes. okay. When yes. you said the caliber, I'm thinking, yeah, but it wasn't that bad. Like it actually, arguably, was on the, the same, same type of level. But you're talking about having names, and and you're right. Name I mean, Aubrey Plaza when it came out was not. That big. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there, there is, there is this moment audience in movie history where you have to recognize that sometimes you really do need to go back in time to recognize the brilliance of them. And here's the thing. Um, my, my partner and I, um, have tended toward watching, um, film noir, and um, really World War One, World War Two movies. We, we really have s- started to really dig in and enjoy those. So TMC, props to you. Um, but there are some sleepers out there which are just amazingly compelling. And then, so I've started to say to um, my partner, let's watch the ending credits. And uh, dude who played uh, the lead in Green Acres, does anybody remember Green Acres out there? Oh, my gosh. The place to be. To be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie Eddie Arnold. Eddie Arnold. So let let Lou sing. Let Lou sing. We're recording. (laughs) What was that, Lou? Nothing. Nothing. So Eddie Arnold starred, oh, not not starred in, was a minor character in this old timey movie, and I'm just like, oh my gracious! Of course he was a great actor back then, and you know they carried him through. But it's kind of fun to look at um, what I now call call old timey movies for my students because that's how they recognize that I'm living my dinosaur past. Um, to to helping them see through a an actor's development, a mm. director's development, and a genre's development, and you know so certainly the Universal's reprisal of the quote unquote classic monster movies, well mm. they couldn't have had a reprisal if they never had that moment in time where some studio exec said, yeah, nobody's doing this. Let's give it a try. It's just a little stupid thing. Well, the little stupid thing yielded Frankenstein and Dracula, right? And the mummy and the invisible man. And so it's interesting to watch. Certainly I'm hoping someday in the near future, we cover the invisible man. Um, If we can do the new one. Yes, of course. That's what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, I plan to try to go see it later this week if I can. Yeah. But then so, a quiet place comes out this week too, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. So it's a yeah. competition. Mm. But the idea is 
it's not that there's nothing new under the sun because I hate that phrase, but mm-hmm. there's something changed under the sun. And mm-hmm. sometimes you need to look below the sun to see that throughput and to appreciate the brilliance of what's actually come through rather than just a outright remake like yeah. A-Team. Mm. <sighs> right, Lou? We don't talk about that here. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else? I've I've got another question after we wrap this before we end the recording that we forgot to go over at the beginning. But anything else about this movie? I mean, it sounds like we would all recommend it to people, even if we're a little on the fence about maybe how it should be presented. Um, but I will say this. I have come around to lose point that not only does it qualify as a time travel movie on a technicality in the last scene and on a technicality about it's filled with people talking about time travel. It also directly covers themes that are prevalent in time travel movies. So I will... I will concede that I was wrong and that this does deserve to be included in. in I will movies. completely retract my text and tell Lou no, no, that he was awesome. absolutely <laughs> right. And I was a sucker for the, so audience do not look at IMDB tags all that closely. Because that yeah. is what caused the consternation in Listen the all to us caps. Instead, we Listen got your back. Instead. Yeah, yeah. There you um, go. And so I'm going to give props, props, props this week to Lou. Yes. Yay. Well, let's not push it. Job well done. Thank you. You're not fired. Thank you. I mean, I'll, I'll go that far. You're not fired. You're not fired. You're not fired. Okay. Right. I, so I, I I almost got fired the other day for reading that breaking news about John Travolta, but. Oh my gosh, we're not going there again. Wait, did I miss something? No, you really didn't. And we'll talk about it after we stop the recording because I'm not putting our audience through that. A <sighs> few things in the chat. And then I want to talk about, you know, we, we kind of skipped. We, we do this a lot on the Random Chatter Show. We don't always do it on Movie Chatter. But um, if you guys have been watching anything else recently that you want to give a shout out, probably good that we started with the actual movie topic that, we're covering and then we can kind of throw this in at the end. But first a few things in the chat. Um, David says, I'm still confused, Eric, how you hate horror movies and yet you see them all. I really don't. I, especially these days, I rarely see horror movies. So I saw a lot of horror movies in the eighties because when you're a teenager and you want to take a girl out on a date, that was kind of the thing to do. Um, and plus then, even then though, I didn't really see like the Friday, the 13th movies and stuff until much later nightmare on Elm street. I liked, but I think I started with the third one. Um, I still haven't seen the Halloween movies. I still haven't seen, um, Texas chainsaw massacre. I still haven't seen, um, a lot of the living dead movies. I think I've only seen bits and pieces of the one that I did see. I and, and with the modern stuff, I haven't seen The Conjuring. I haven't seen. I mean, I could go on and on and on of movies I haven't seen. The ones I have seen, I talk about because they are exceptions to this stereotypical genre of film. 
Because they, they offer something more than just jump scares and mm. gore and things like that. So I don't see, quote, all of them. Uh, far from it. And David also asked Robin. Now, this is something that wasn't in movie chatter, but it was in a discussion that we had in the stream after the recording, which, by the way, is one of the reasons you should watch the stream. But, Robin, you were talking about a an assignment that you've given your students oh. about defining um, genres of films. And David was just wondering if you had gotten the assignments back yet and had a chance to look over them. So here's the thing. I am taking hiatus from my class until the fall. And oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Living my life actually through this channel right now in terms of movies. In wow. Order to, that's a horrible way to live a life. Robin, to, I feel bad for you now. Well, I'm redesigning my class because my class has expanded not to one location, but to two. And oh. so... Um, the, and the two locations are very different, but mm-hmm. per my accreditation standards, I need to offer the same class. Yeah. And so I've taken this moment in time to re-envision that. So I want our audience to chime in on, you know, if you're an individual that didn't have ready access to movies and you had to be creative about what you would do with movies, like how would you recreate an ending or what about a character or, you know, um, things like that? I, I mm-hmm. want that input and I'm seeking that input from every venue I can to make my class better in the fall and duplicate it. And so um, the short answer is I do not currently have a class, but mm-hmm. I have actually called through the data from my other classes and that alternate ending assignment is one that will stick. Um, Well, he's talking about the one about the genres, though. Yeah. So the alternate ending assignment might have this moment where I also ask them to change up the genre. Ah, so to take an existing story, shift it it into a different. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. You've been watching a lot of Lego Masters, haven't you? A little bit. Yep, yep. Well, she had kind of started down this road a little bit before that episode, though, to be fair. Because a lot of people were taking Star Wars films and um, taking Luke Skywalker out and making him uh, turn to the dark side, right? Which Mm -hmm. actually sometimes changes the genre of a film. And so if you ask them outright, don't change up the characters, change up the genre, um, it could yield a completely different film. Maybe. Yeah. See, I'm kind of liking now, where this is are, going. Are you talking about rewriting the story to, to fit a new genre? No. So here's the thing. Ultimately, this has to be a film that we can all see in the same room. So they are limited to the 13 films that I show them. Okay. And then they have to take one of those films. And I, the original assignment was to change it to an alternate ending. And what mm-hmm. I was getting was a lot of, but it also had to have logical sequence logical scope, logical characterization, and a hook. So you had to take a moment in the film. Um, Jurassic Park 1, whatever, the original. Uh, A scene where T-Rex eats the lawyer in the bathroom. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That is where we're going to change the film. Hook it to that scene and then logical scope and sequence all the way through to your ending. With no blue unicorns with flying things and rockets and right. And so it had to follow through and Mm -hmm. they, they were so creative. So if now I add, so now what if, what about the genre shift? What if I were to add, so it needs to be a noir, (laughs) right? No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Different. Right. So Uh it's, what I'm trying to do is tax because what directors have is a script. Yes. Directors don't have genres. Directors don't have Lou what? Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was laughing at the chat. It was so. Uh, so, Robin, here's the thing. We're following everything you're saying, but in the chat room, um, David was responding to. Uh, he had some so comments about the difficulty of working on the assignment, um, and right. David, who is very active in our our chat room, we quote him yes. a lot on the show because he brings up some interesting things. Has yes. a tendency to, <laughs> to get himself muted by our chat bot for foul language. Oh, and one time it was for using the word analysis. Oh, yes, I remember. And that. this time it was for using the word assignment. Oh, oh. so, <laughs> yeah, I just I haven't gotten of all of the priorities with like me getting the streaming stuff set up, going through and smacking the chat bot around is still on the list. But oh, I, think I it's funny without doing it. I have to say that in the meantime, this is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I'm I'm loving this. I'm not doing it intentionally, but like every chat, there's something that David gets muted for. Yeah, and I, I love I it. I do that too. I, I actually I did get to see the message chat. before it got erased, though, David. So I. So so that that is where I am, and what I'm trying to do is beef up the the final in order yeah. to make it. Right, more inclusive. It was very cut up before. But remember, I'm also not dealing with just American-made films. I'm dealing with... Right. True. Right. The the French influence, the German influence, certainly, um, um, with their propaganda films and all of the, the stuff that is of films and the indies and stuff. And so I'm trying to give my students a lot of creativity. I I have a suggestion. Yeah. One of the things we're we're doing here on Movie Chatter, at least for this year, kind of as an experiment, is to come up with different themes mm-hmm. of movies to cover. So what if we made this a little bit interactive with the audience and had a segment where we could um we could present different ideas that people have come up with? But what if we Take a look at existing movies, kind of like what you were just talking about, but kind of throw it out there to our audience. Take a look at existing movies of their choice and then change it into a different genre and explain, kind of give an elevator pitch, including spoilers of what that movie might look like. For example, if you were to take Star Wars A New Hope and somehow turn it into a horror movie. Oh, my God. Vader is like a a serial killer or something like that. Yeah. you know, the serial killer endorsed by the government, like turn it into to some sort of fascist serial killer horror movie or something. But take an existing movie 
and change the genre, but still make it like, don't just like come up with some really stupid, silly thing. Like be serious about it. Put some intent into it and let us know what you come up with. And then maybe it's something that we could cover on the show. We could take movies that take stereotypes and genres and kind of twist them into something else. Like for example, Brightburn takes the Superman origin story and turns it into a horror movie. That that is perfect. Yes. Or something like, I mean, even the recent child's play movie, which I haven't seen it. Um, the introduction of these mass produced you know, connect internet connected children's toys and stuff like that. At least it puts a different spin on it and it has kind of a, a sociological story. I don't know that it's genre bending necessarily, but there are plenty of movies out there that kind of are. Um, in fact, several of them horror movies. So we, we would have to kind of revisit that, but maybe that's, I mean, we get a time travel movie that's now kind of a rom-com as well. Not kind of. And we could go back to, uh, what is it? It's about time. Yeah. The one that Lou's a big fan of. Yeah. I'll see that one again. Yeah. It was a pretty fun concept in the the end. So here's the thing. I I think it's fun, um, but I think it's also an exercise in creativity and creative thinking. And I think it's an academic Because let me just, spoiler alert, I'm an academic at heart. Mm -hmm. I'm a bony-headed, live-in-my-mind academic. Um, I think that these days we need to live a little bit more in our heads with our creativity and our empathy and um, who, who our greatest person needs to be. And ultimately, the students that I teach they all gravitate naturally towards that. I haven't seen a single student yet take a movie that was originally categorized as a comedy or a romance or whatever and turn it dark. I have Mm -hmm. tended to see students take horror um, thrillers, psychological thrillers, and turn them towards happy endings is that yeah like like even a roger rabbit i had a roger rabbit ending that was just like everybody lives and they all agree and it was perfect in the logic and the sequencing and the scope and like it was actually perfect and i had to give them an a because it was like yes you did what i asked you to do is Mm -hmm. it realistic no but the movie wasn't realistic and so as a putting yourself in the director's seat, you did it perfectly. And so I think there's a, a time where people can just take a seat in their armchairs and rather than playing match three or watching a rerun can just sit and play with. Lou, we need to get her some more sophisticated video games. <laughs> no, I, I am not playing. What is the, uh, ink, um, virus ink, pan ink, whatever the new game that everybody is playing that Fortnite? talks about viruses and I don't know what uh, I don't think I know that one. Contagion? No, it's not contagion. That movie it's, is trending on Netflix though. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So in terms of movies, folks, um, Mm -hmm. also understand that they uh, art is a a reflection on life and life is a reflection on art. And so we need to actually have a conversation with movies Um, because that's that might be the way that we evolve. Okay, so it, it comes down to this question, though. Before, because it's getting late at night, and, and the deeper we go into things that are too intellectual, um, Lou's already w- up way past his bedtime and is yawning. <laughs> yes. And yes. I'm going to get there too, not because of what you're saying, but because my brain just doesn't want to work anymore. So, are we yeah. saying that this might be a good homework assignment to give people, or I want to hear to stuff not do that and just save that for your classes, or what? No, would you I like want to hear stuff on our on our Discord um, channel. I, okay. I want to hear what, what people think about what we're discussing. I want to hear mm-hmm. what people think about what we can cover. I think maybe we're at the point where time travel, we're just about done yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. And we can move right. on. Not move and we on. We have a, a, a few way. different themes we could move on to. So let's talk about that. I want people to engage well, with let's, us about we'll, we'll decide that, stuff. like, maybe off the air, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in part because I, I really want to keep Lou awake. For that, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm for that kidding. discussion. Well, I need to go to bed too, though. Yeah, I was you. using you as an excuse. That's okay. That to, wow. you, I was right. I was projecting. I think that's what they call it in <laughs> psychological terms. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you know when we do sit down and talk about what we're going to cover next, I think that that's at least an interesting concept. I like the idea of and back to David's question too about horror movies. My favorite horror movies are the ones that are the least like horror movies. And more like something else instead. I think there's something to be said for genre bending movies because they're trying to do something new that we haven't seen before and take our expectations and redefine them, even if only for those two hours. But so I think we at least need to add that to the list of things to consider. And if nothing else, even in the short term, I think we would like to get your feedback on just because I think it would be a fun experiment, right? It's creative. Everybody has their own opinion on it. Pick a couple of movies, uh, one, two, three, don't go, don't go too wild, and give us kind of a pitch for that movie redefined in a different genre, and let us know what you would do with it. Yeah. And if we can talk Robin into it, maybe she'll even grade your paper, so to speak. Love it. There you go. All right. So you can send us those in various different ways. If you want to send it to us privately, because maybe like you, you really think this is an awesome idea, but you don't want to just put it out there in front of everybody in Discord. Though our Discord community is really civil and supportive and stuff. So I would encourage you doing that. But if you want to keep it private, you can email it to us. You can send it to moviechatter at randomchatter.com. You can pop it over into discord and get multiple people commenting on it, probably get a whole discussion going. So if you go to randomchatter.com slash discord, if you don't already have a discord account, it's free to get the app. It's free to set up an account. Our server is free to get access to. We've got different channels for each one of the podcasts on the random chatter network and uh, hop into the movie chatter channel, introduce yourself if you've never been there before and let us know what you think. Let us know what, you would present as a movie pitch for a movie that, you know, preferably something we've all heard of before and are somewhat familiar with and what you would change and how. Uh, now, 
For the people who want to support the Random Chatter Network through Patreon, you can go to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. And one of the things we do as a thank you is we open up additional sections of the Discord server for a lot of different other topics. And, and we really appreciate that support. It helps keep the network going. Um, so again, randomchatter.com slash Patreon. If you'd like to help support me personally in my streaming endeavors, especially if you have an Amazon Prime account, as we went over at the beginning of the stream with Robin here, um, who it looks like I still need to walk her through the rest of that setup later on, but you can link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account for free and then subscribe to a streamer for free. And that streamer still gets the revenue from that subscription. So it costs you nothing. It helps out your favorite streamer who might not even be me. And that's fine. I support you doing it for whomever you enjoy streaming. And we're just happy you're here. I don't even, I mean, I like people supporting the stream, but you can do that even just by participating in the chat, by participating in conversations in discord, by letting other people know, Hey, you know, they're streaming this show. You should go check it out. Um, they're going to sit around and talk about movies and how old Lou is. Yeah. That comes Truly. up pretty much like every podcast show, I think. And I Absolutely. don't know why either, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's well you know I would what? explain it's, it to you, but I'm not sure you'd understand because... It's better than old. saying how, how old I am. So that would be bad. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Those, those are different ways you can help support the network. <laughs> and this channel as well. Um, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. Lou and Robin, thank you. Lou, I'm going to punch you sometime for making us watch that movie, but then I'm going to feel bad about it because actually it was a pretty good movie. So, <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of Movie Chatter. Thanks for uh, for watching or listening, however you're getting this content. And until until next week, take care. Take care.